Hello and good evening to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, November 5th. In this episode, we round up the Champions League that we forgot to talk about on Monday. Newcastle might have a new manager and we preview the big old Manchester Derby, a game I hate because it's always in the face. But first, Mike, we've got to talk about Ronaldo again. How many times can he bail out Ole? He a, a did bunch. it again. He did it again. There's so much. There's, again, again, again. He's, he he's responsible. Again? Like when you think about like how much a, a player is responsible for points wise in both the Champions League and the, and the Premier League. Holy shit, he's probably we're only a third of the way through the season, roughly, maybe a quarter, and he's responsible for like twelve to fifteen points. It's insane. Well, what, um, was, what was funny about the whole thing is like he's gonna have a good season and United are gonna have a bad season. You mean like Juventus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it's just this weird thing where like I was listening to all the podcasts and all the things. Now, one thing that's funny is remember to stay with narrative. If City, no. if City lose to United, they're tied on points. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And Pep's a genius, and Ole's going to get fired. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And Pep's a genius, well, and Ole's going to get fired. Let's, let's, now, let's, go this, down let's go back to this this Champions League we're talking about. They drew with Atalanta right. again. They get a really good goal early from Bruno. A really nice connection. Clearly, he and Ronaldo have a Portuguese love fest uh, thing going on. You know, I, I feel like Bruno uses his beard and puts it right into Ronaldo's ass. And they really have a good time there. I know that's not an appropriate joke to our friend who read us a review. It's okay. It's funny. They're okay. jokes. They're jokes. But again, Atalanta was better. Zapata was better. Uh, Varane went off. All the same things that happened with United were the same. Mm-hmm. Pogba was all over the place. The same shit. And then Ronaldo, late game, edge of the box. Bing bang Bosch one two with rat with um with Greenwood who was like can I can I shoot here can I just let me <laughs> shoot uh, but he really was covered and Ronaldo was free Ronaldo again just world class finish after world class finish after world class finish and he fucking bails out United again I just mm-hmm. not not even it's not even different like they literally had a two two draw with Ronaldo bailing them out a week ago yeah. He did it again. He's incredible. He really and, and is. And with that point, right? They go uh, they go top of group F. Yeah, they're and not. And most they're importantly, not, they're totally fine. Yeah. Well, now they are because yeah. if they hadn't gotten that point, then Atlanta would be in they would literally have gone from first to third, and Atlanta would go from third to first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's still a lot to play for. There's two games left, one against Villarreal and one against Young Boys, which I'm never gonna not laugh at. Um the thing is, but they, have a, is they have a Europa League group and they're struggling. Uh, I think Atalanta is a Champions League team at this point. Or they're a really good Europa League They're team. missing their whole defense. They never had a defense. But, they, <laughs> but the defense they had is not there. Right? Sure, like, sure. what if they were decent? I mean, it's just... Anyway, I'm going to kill Ole until he's gone. And then I'm going to miss him because they're going to get you a are. real manager. And I'm going to be like, why did I want him gone? Uh, what will I talk about? Um, look, the other they have one... to go to Spain, right? Let's let's stay with the United for a second. They go to Spain to pl- play Villarreal. If they don't get three points, the good news for them is that they're going to get well. They might get three. They have the easiest game left in the last game of the. Yeah, group but stage. they lost it already. But they lost it once, <laughs> and but but you've got to think 
that you can bank on three points there. So here, you let's but, but say here, here's the thing though with United, and we know this already. That game they will take lightly because it's not a name brand team. No, not if they need it. Not if they need it. Mm, I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust this group of players to feel like no, that's I a big game. That. I understand that, and they are traveling. I'm sorry. They, no, they're at home. They're at home with the group, uh, the knockout stage on their line. That's three points. Come on. That happened um, to them last year against Leipzig, and they blew it. Yeah, but Leipzig is not young boys. Leipzig could could actually pip you, right? So yeah. Um, no, I mean, look. So let's let's Marsh. let's project a little bit, <laughs> right? Let's project a little bit. Man United beats Young Boys in that last game, so almost as if the order was switched. It's more fun this way, but let's say let's be fair and say Man United are going to finish the group with a minimum of ten points. Atalanta ten gets you and, through. Yes, because Atalanta and Villarreal, one of them, the most they can have is ten, and at most, and at that point, not uh, the be goal difference, ones, unless they lose games, yeah. Right. But, but okay. Stay with me for a second because yeah. if, hmm, are Atalanta and Villarreal playing twice? They each, everybody plays. No, sorry. Games. Everybody. No, I know. I'm trying to figure out who plays who. Atalanta will also play young boys then. Uh, they play them next, right? So you've got to assume by that same token that Atalanta will be on eight minimum. Man United will be on 10 minimum, and there will be two games that are the inflection point. It'll be Atalanta Vill- has has young boys and Villarreal. That's young saying. boys away, uh, Villarreal at home. At home, that's interesting because then what I'm saying is, let's say Atalanta is on eight after the after the fifth match day. Yeah. Um, United is United and Villarreal at Old Trafford. I'm sorry, no, that's on the road. Um, whew, that. That's the game that's going to decide the group, right? Because um, if Villarreal gets a, re- a result out of that, then they go to Atlanta. Whoever wins, that's a that's a win or go home game for both teams. Because that's, United's awesome. going to be on United's going to be on ten or eleven, or mm. or it could be twelve. I'm mm. sorry, it could be ten, eleven, or thirteen. Um, You're losing or, your mind. What are you doing? What I'm tr- projecting is who. The Villarreal Atalanta game at the end of the group is going to be a fight to the death. A draw basically hurts. It'll hurt Atalanta more, I think. No, yeah. it'll hurt Villarreal more because Atalanta is going to be on eight, unless Villarreal beats United. So, lot clearly a lot to play for on Group F still. Yeah, somebody um, has to do the math and figure all this out. But yeah, I mean, smarter than us. again, United did not have a good performance. They got bailed out again, against teams that they should be beating. The bigger news on this, and this segues into the, the Manchester derby. Wait, I figured it out. One more. <laughs> for fuck's sake, man. If what you're rooting for is a Villarreal result against United because Atalanta will beat Young of Boys. Of course. On, well, always. But I'm saying unless you're a United fan, you're a neutral because then that means Atalanta on eight and Villarreal on either eight or ten, which means United's going to probably beat Young Boys. That'll give them... But it, that Villarreal Atlanta game will be the most fun if they both get a result in match week five. Anyway, okay. we're on to the next. Thank, thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Uh, the that rolls into the. We'll talk about the Manchester derby in a second, but Varane going out is a big deal. United mm-hmm. have not had a clean sheet without Varane in the team. Just something for the Manchester derby. Put that in your pocket. But I do want to talk about Liverpool, who have developed a nice little blood feud with Athletic, with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Cholo Simeone's team at Anfield. Anfield, Liverpool, again, 
you know what? I don't want to say it out loud, but I'm going to say it out loud. That's the best team in Europe right now. They score goals like City used to score goals. They still give up a goal now and again, but they are popping it around. One of the things I noticed was Athletic Atletico basically putting three guys around Salah whenever he had the ball. And what would happen? He'd pop it out to Trent Alexander-Arnold. He'd hold his head up, check the wind, and cross it to Jota, the greatest tiny person who heads a ball ever. He's basic. Jota basically is like a six foot eight center who leads the league in blocks. Like I don't know how the fuck he does it, but he's <laughs> always off the back shoulder, always in the air, always scoring goals on headers. And Trent Alexander Arnold, one of them was on purpose. One of them was a shass that was such a bad shot that Jota just deflected it in. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, Liverpool win again. A red card, that was weird. There was a red card in this game um, because Mane got his Achilles dragged down. And then the guy ran away and didn't want to get the card like it was FIFA 20, 2001 where you could run around and never yeah, get the yeah, card. Yeah. No, that was like 95. And, right. And then he sort of doing that. And the ref's like, you know what? Fuck you. This yellow, putting it away. Straight red, fuck off. So, <laughs> so Athletic, Atletico de Madrid goes down. Um, the love affair, a love affair between Suarez and Athletic is over. Uh, they don't give a fuck about Liverpool. Joe tells you what you know about the um, the loyalty of Scouse. They can remember the '96 for 40 years, but guy almost wins you the league. No, we're gonna boo him every time he chests the ball. You're fucking hypocrites. Fuck you, Scousers. <gasps> did I say it? I did. They're jokes, folks. <laughs> We got, it's no, terrible, the, it's terrible the that those people got crushed, and it's for terrible the that, the, that the police uh, covered it up. We had, anyway. uh, we're going to read this on air because it's actually pretty good. It's the best. It's actually my favorite uh, ranking rating we've ever gotten. Um, elite elitism, racism brings it down. Uh, from oh. Tuesday, from our friend Tom Conwell. Now, the best part about this rating is that it gives us three stars, oh, which okay. means which means he actually likes the content, but he just doesn't enjoy a sense of humor he goes good football discussion thank ah you, tom thank you tom marred with the mockery oh, and, of the underprivileged in two recent episodes now this probably yes yes that's true i don't remember what we said um, okay it doesn't matter we i'm do. certain that it's true i actually sent that to a, you know what a, a to be fair tom it's not mike it's me i'm ah, the one who brings it up uh i have this habit of just trying to be near the edge of something. If you don't like people talking about other people being bombed during wars and having to be connected to ball games, that's me. You know, I'm gonna make a little fun. bit. Yeah, I'm gonna make fun of Hillsborough. It's terrible. It's awful. We all know it. But it also is a little bit something to make fun of because it was dragged out just a little bit. Now, did the police cover it up? Sure. Anyway, oh I'm God, talking about course. something else. There's a documentary well, if wait. you want to watch it. It's also four hours long. It's not that interesting. They I'd got rather, crushed. It's over. I, I'd rather be stampeded than watch four hours of that shit. Um, but Tom, here's an offer for you. You've got us on Instagram. You've got us on Twitter. Squeaky Bum Pod. Um, chat with us. Tell us what you thought was wrong. We'll invite you on the show. And we will oh, you could be genuinely, we'd love to have you. And that's not like an attack. This isn't Fox News. We'd like, hey, tell us why we're idiots. We know we're idiots. We yeah, I would. We, I promise you. Idiots. 
we're not that clever enough to know how to no. do an attack hit. Yeah, we, we just like, hey, look, no. a person. I love you, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, we so, love you so for listening. Liverpool... We love you for rating, and yeah. we love you for offending you. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, Atletico Liverpool is getting a little bit of a blood feud. I like it. It's clashes in styles. It's two super duper passionate fan bases. It's two managers who run their team on emotion, but use that emotion for different things, right? Klopp uses his emotion to drive the team to attack, and Ch- Simeone uses his emotion to drive his team to kick you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that clash of ideas was really <laughs> cool. And there's a little bit of vengeance. I think right now, you know, Atleti put Liverpool out last year uh, in the final in the ground zero for COVID in Liverpool. Uh, that game that nearly killed half the city. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, and then and it also like spread COVID to Spain. Right? It was a it was a it was a COVID bomb. That happened. It reminds me of like a fuzz bomb from Agent USA. If anyone played video games in 1982, there like you go. Anyway, um, so that happened. I love that game. That was fun. It made me petrified of Liverpool, and then actually reminded me that City beat the shit out of them. And I still can't believe that we only drew two two. We could have won that game. Anyway, an amazing performance by my team. I think that's our peak game. Um, now I have to. I have. I do have to talk about. Back, go back to Manchester for my team and talk about the Manchester well, Derby. This is a game say, that yeah. I, I, I loathe this game. I loathe it. Mm. I hate it. The Manchester Derby has very famous moments for City in the 6-1, the Why Always Me game and all these famous games. But it doesn't feel like City has United's number in the season. We were going to win the league and did end up with a a thousand, a hundred points city completely annihilates United in the first half two nil in 2018 in the first half. Like it was like, I was running around, dancing around, texting people, telling them I can't believe your team's going to lose city lost that game three, two at home. Cause Paul Pogba went fucking white hot nuclear. (laughs) <laughs> and wasn't that uh, that was the game they could have they could have they could have the clinched the title Old Trafford was it in Old Trafford March. or was it the Etihad? Yes, no, it was at the Etihad. Right, right, right. But nonetheless, it was against United. Yeah, and yeah, there's and been a couple because there... they basically they they were like, we know you're going to win the title. We don't fucking care. Not on our watch. And you did yeah, it the next yeah. week, and it was almost yeah. like it was like it didn't it didn't really count right. anymore. Right. It's it again. It's this <laughs> city can only dominate narrative by their play. We don't have characters. We only have Pep. So City only pop up into the show as like, we're like the assassin in in Goodfellas. You know, it's like, oh, this is my, the guy shows up in the suit and goes and whacks people. He's cool. He's really good at his job, but he never talks in the movie, right? So that's kind of what City are. We're a Mm -hmm. Sicilian assassin who doesn't talk. We have Luca Brasi, yep. basically. It's not there you good. Go. I like that. I like that reference. Well, the other one. There's a later one. I can't remember his name. Anyway, whatever the assassins are, that's what City are. And then um, the other pieces that I have to sort of I'm worried for and call out when you watch the game, really pay attention. If Kevin De Bruyne plays, pay attention to what he looks like, how he moves, how many passes he blows and misses. He's been playing bad. City fans will tell you for the whole season. Let me he ask you a question. He's not moving well. He's a mess. Okay. Let me sort of ask like you a Harry question, Kane though. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. Is he playing poorly or is he playing poorly for Kevin De Bruyne? He's playing poorly for Kevin De Bruyne. 
Okay, so he's a he's an above average Premier League midfielder. Oh, he's so. still the best team on half the teams in the league, but right. he's not the best. But he's not player. the best player in the league by a. He's by not a the best player on City right now. Like he misses passes, uh, he doesn't do do things, and this goes back to something I said. I probably said it a while ago, probably at the beginning of the season. The Jack Grealish buy didn't make sense if he's a Sterling replacement. The Jack Grealish buy makes sense if he's the Kevin De Bruyne replacement. Yeah, and that's sure. what he is. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this game that City just played, it won pretty easily against Bruges, whatever, it's fine. Grealish started drifting to the middle, started right. to play in the spaces that Kevin De Bruyne plays in, but not as deep. So higher up but in the middle of the pitch. Made a couple of really good passes to free Foden. Foden is just straight up a number nine now, which is fucking yeah. incredible. Fucking love <laughs> Phil Foden, man. He's awesome. Um, he's just great. And City played well. And again, again, the Cancelo thing. When Cancelo is at his best, he's literally unplayable, uh, except when he isn't. He hit the post from like 30 yards on a, on a through ball, at the Bruin ball from Grealish which was weird and odd. I'm like, why is Grealish all the way back there? Where? A De Bruyne-ish ball from Grealish? A De Bruyne-ish ball from okay, Grealish. Okay, yeah. Right? Confusing. So You're confusing. They were, right, no, I understand that. But he was deeper. It was a through ball. Yeah, yeah Perfectly yeah. weighted. The whole thing where you're just like, okay, he's going to be the second eight. And he'll play with Silva and Gundogan. And it'll yeah. be something different. And we'll see what happens. And then what was nice was Sterling got on for a cameo on his preferred side which is the right side. And he got to play the position he played when he used to play with Sané. The best version of Manchester City I ever saw was Sané on the left, on the on the right, on the left. I can I never know. On the left. Sané on the left, Aguero, Sterling with Silva and De Bruyne. That was the best version oh, of the God, team in yeah. Fernandinho. That was the unstoppable version, right? And that was coming to play back. Right. And they can't Jesus. play that way anymore, right? So they're still trying like what City's in is they're in transition, right? but still awesome. So that's why like, I don't get bummed out when they lose. I'm just like, well, we won the league last year and shouldn't have won because everyone else was awful. And Liverpool is fired up. And if they win the league, I would not be surprised, but we're talking champions league. Uh, but that's really where we are. We have Chelsea ho-hum. They get it done. Win one nil again, not scoring a lot. Malmo, no. you we'll, got to we'll, fucking kick Malmo's ass. We'll talk a little bit more about Chelsea in a bit, but um, I look through the rest of the tables. As far as the English teams are concerned, Chelsea is going they're to struggle through. to finish first, but they're through. Yeah. Um, United probably through, like we talked about them more than enough no, already. Uh, teams Liverpool are through. through, City are through. Um, there, there will be some struggles for the top spots. Uh, have PSG and City played for a second time yet? No. Okay, so that's going to be way, basically. But the way, but the way PSG are sort of they're capitulating. They're not cohesive. Mm-hmm. Very hard team to coach, right? Like Pochettino is, doesn't seem to be able to get his message across. You know, just no, of tough, course he can. Tough team to coach. I right? just if we could have. If we could have held that a little bit longer. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll we'll t- we'll go on to Conte's Spurs in a minute because he yeah, was there today bit. in the I know, conference I league, know. which by the way has an amazing uh, intro video. The green laser beams. It's oh, a it's terrible looking trophy, bullshit. but the it intro like uh, is can. amazing. Yeah. If it, if, but... a, if there was a lampshade <laughs> trash can, it would be this trophy. Um... Lampshade trash can. I don't care. They got lasers, bitch. Lasers. <laughs> 
um yeah so we'll we'll finish up our european conversation um with yeah I, the uh the and not even the nit like the aloha invitational <laughs> of europe um yeah it Wait, was the first give a little respect hold on west ham through in the europa the That's real right. europa the real europa right. uh lester still struggling gonna have to put themselves through they got another draw so they're a little sputtery so just keep that in mind and before we go to spurs we had a rematch in Rome of Roma <laughs> and Bud. Bud. <laughs> and our friends from Bud were winning. They were winning. Ah, oh, they, I know. Uh, they went drew. up 1 0 and they went up 2 1. But the Roma, Roma pulled one back in the 84th and they drew 2 2. Uh, so Roma, bro, Roma took one out of a possible six points from, from Bud. Bud. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, if I look at the table, By the way, that them, team, if you go look and read all about them, they're actually one of these like super stories that are just, they come up like six divisions. That's awesome. They got a new, they're one of those like super teams won the league for the first time in 35 years, probably you know, have a cool young, you know, that whole thing. Didn't someone get mad at us? Who was from, it might've been Tom on Twitter. Um, <laughs> You know, maybe Tom's from. Is that is that we're elitist uh, against Norwegians against bear fuckers, I suppose. But no, Uh, um, no, we need to bear bit back. We need to get. (laughs) We need need to give them their due. They are currently leading the trash can uh, lampshade group uh, Ah. with with Roma in it. So there's two two clubs that you'd be like, yeah, you're gonna win your group against all these teams that don't matter. Yeah. Uh, neither Roma nor Spurs are leading their group right now. So full in marks the, in the in the Europa first. Conference League. That's right. Yeah, they're they've you got know, their... you know Jose wants to win that fucking thing. Oh, of course. So he can just say that he did. But and you know that Roma and Spurs are gonna go through each other at some point and in the knockout yeah. stages, it has to be the way uh, Conte but, um, will be, Conte will beat Mourinho. Come on. But no, but hold on. But like these guys. They've got their goal difference of plus seven, thanks to their shit kicking of Roma last week <laughs> or two weeks ago. And um, you know they're they're in the driver's seat. They've played Roma twice. They play Zoria and at CSKA Sofia. So those are the teams that they play, and they've already got a, a point advantage on Roma. So they're looking like they're pretty much through. Uh, and good on oh, them. I'm rooting for them. By the way, the Buda Glimlet logo is incredible. The G is very well hidden. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I didn't even notice that. After they beat Roma, Fat Mob put their logo in the fucking app. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's there's three teams, right? And I said this before on the show. Tottenham, Wren, and Roma are really the three name brands if you go through this tournament and you look at all the the results from the last few days. Um, And and yeah, I mean, I guess transitioning then to Spurs, Wren leads the group by a full game. And the next game, I believe, is against Spurs, um, who struggled today. It was an eventful game. I only caught about awesome. I only caught about 15 to 20 minutes of it, and it was still eventful for that period, right? So mm-hmm. Spurs go up 3-0, and then in the first In half, a half an hour. In a half an hour. And yeah. then bang, bang, Vitesse, Vitesse, uh, strike back with two. So it's three to two at halftime, right? My guy, Cudi Romero... Uh, gets two yellow cards in the first ten minutes of the second half. So he wait, gets wait, uh, wait, wait to show how good you are to your new coach, buddy. Yeah, right. But I, I mean, he's he. Listen, he had the most Serie. He had the most yellow cards in Serie A last year. He's an aggressive center back. We saw it in the West Ham game where he was screaming it. I think it was Fornals. 
um, he's uh, he's he's one of your father's footballers, right? He's full blooded Argentinian. Like I'm gonna stab <laughs> you. I have it in my sock right now. Don't fucking test me. Um, but so he gets sent off, and I'm I'm working on other stuff, doing work, trying to keep an eye on the game. But I was like, okay, I was in between meetings. I finally caught the last, like I said, 20, 25 minutes, and I turn it on. Spurs are down a man, and they're sort of battening down the hatches. They're about to make a triple substitution. For some reason, Devin Sanchez gets subbed on, and he's got a bandage on his head. He looks like a fucking mummy. So like, okay, that's a thing. And then in the span of five minutes, two different Vitesse players both get two yellow cards. So Spurs go from down a man to up a man. It's 10 versus nine at that point. Well, the, the, the one, uh, it was Royale tried to chip the keeper who was like, out well, of yes. his box. Sorry, yes, and yeah, it wasn't. Bolded. Yeah, sorry, it wasn't too straight on the on the keeper. So the the one of the defenders gets two yellow cards within five minutes, just like Romero. And then yeah, so it's ten on ten, and Royale gets put down the right, and the keeper like it was very just weird. Went nuts. He, but he just comes into your frame. You're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Royale did Smart. a mane. He did a yeah, mane. He just, he just chipped it right at him, and he, it hit yeah. him in the arm. Straight red. You're gone. So the, the backup keeper's like, what the fuck? I got to play now? So they go in. Yeah. Uh, he so makes a great head save. How did you feel fundamentally about the lineup, the three at the back? Well, It, it felt like that, that was the team that Conte will play. Well, you can go into the previews against Everton on Sunday. It'll be yeah. something like that. It'll be almost identical. Um, I, th- I think he's going to, he's going to fucking tire of Dyer because Dyer was, no, it's the best he's got. That's not even the worst center back in that formation. It's Ben Davies. Why isn't Ro- where's Rodon? Is he terrible? No, he's, he just hasn't earned the trust of anybody yet. Cause he's a kid and he hasn't. Tanganga, give me Rodon. Those guys can play. Well, the last time you saw Tanganga, he was getting pitched around by Zaha. Yeah, well, Zaha and, does that. He did it to fucking okay. Laporte. But the problem is, is that these guys don't have any historical data to go back on and say, no, no, no. Like, this is what their form really looks like when they're really solid and they're really kicking on, right? So you don't have that for Rodon. You don't have that for Tanganga. I'm not Sanchez advocating, come out, which was nice to see. I'm not advocating against either of them. I think they're going to be quite good, both of them. But neither of them's left-footed. And you go with what you... I don't I don't necessarily even agree with the reasoning, but you go with what you have. And Ben Davies can play both sides. Uh I'm sorry, well, both I mean, positions in a back five. He can yeah, play I think wing he back. Can be, he, yeah, he can be he can be back there. I, I it'll be interesting to figure out what Conte does. I do think it's still that how does the ball come from defense into Kane and Son? That's still the link, the space. It doesn't even have to be a midfielder. It could be down the wing. How does that get connected, right? So I think uh, it Ray is. Long clearly can make that move, but is it too obvious? You need options. Well, Emerson right? like, can too, right? Yeah. And so the uh, the thing is – uh, Royale, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, Emerson Royale. I like the idea of the formation because it's it's – it's a three four three. They're not fucking yeah. around. And and Conte, for as much as he was pragmatic in some of his Chelsea years, he's an attacking coach and he's gonna play fun games. They put up three, granted it was on Vitesse, but put up three and a half an hour. Um I just I don't trust two thirds of that back line. And the one that I do is aggressive, right? Romero. So yeah. um I don't know what the middle of the park is gonna look like, as you said, because then that basically creates skip and hoybeer. More or less outnumbered. They can't, they can't play both of them. 
Well, no, no, no. I, okay, well, you're going to put Ndombele there? He's a little bit more attacking-minded than what I'm yeah, saying. I is think that... the, the issue is you can't play both of them because neither of them will pass the ball forward. Now, Hoiberg does it when he plays for Denmark, but mm-hmm. for some reason he won't or doesn't carry the ball when he plays for Spurs. When I you know, don't, but listen, forward. when I look at this formation, I go, yeah, you're going to have joy on the outside and you're going to get eaten alive in the middle of the park. And I don't have a good answer. I don't have a good alternative. I suppose it would be having Kane and Son up top and maybe Ndombele in the eight where you have a double pivot of Skip and Hoiberg or Winks or whoever it is. And I'm not saying those players specifically, but that formation, that style, right? Um, and I'm not saying that he that Conte's uh, against that or, or you know hasn't done that in the past. He just doesn't have enough fucking Ngolo Conte. To, to fall back on. No, right? Nobody has N'Golo Conte. He used to. Um, <laughs> so so that's kind of where I look at it and I go, yeah, we're going to get stampeded on Sunday or whenever we're playing Everton. Yeah, Sunday. Everton is in. Uh, Everton is a wounded animal. They are, but you just ran. This was an emotional game, right? Because this was, for whatever this trash bag uh, lampshade trophy is worth to anybody, it's worth something to Spurs, and they went for it today. And they need um, the games. They need the. They need uh, Conte needs as many games as he can get to see what's going on, right? Sure, this is a game for him to to review. Son played seventy two minutes. Hoiberg played eighty seven. Not that he's much of a problem with the energy or, or endurance, but uh, Kane played a full ninety. Emerson, Reggion both played a full ninety, and they fucking ran a lot on the wings. So I they're think gonna this go, is they're going to go right back out there on Sunday. Yeah, and play I, think Everton. A, I think this is a game that they do not do well, and it's not because Everton's that great. It's because Spurs are going to fall out, you know, run out of gas late. Um, well, the, but the but a, the thing the thing the thing is, Everton don't want the ball, so it's gonna it was going to be a hard game for Spurs anyway because right. they can't break anybody down as it is. Yeah, I mean, I this is a game though in the Pochettino years that they'd have no problem and they would just put four on them. Yeah, they would, well, they would they would they would press them. They'd be like, "You don't want the ball? We're no not going to let you even have the ball." Right? right? Like, exactly. "Oh, you're going to steal our passes? We'll yeah. just go get the ball back and yeah, yeah. that will create the chances," but right? But since so. he left and in the Mourinho years and in the Nuno months, <laughs> um, they've just gotten so far away from that. And the question I have is, you know, does Delhi draw in on Sunday because He's I gone. mean, I don't think he is. I think that this is I think that if you're, what? you've had the, an attacking the third manager, manager he's going to try and I will and never give out? up on him. But no, my point is not so much about <laughs> Delhi. It's about the, that somebody has to come in and play because this Hard. you can't. And Dombele yeah. is going to play 90, right? Lacelso, God help us all. He missed a basically a full on breakaway from the from the 18 yard line. That's all right. Um, he hit the goalie in the face. Um, <laughs> oh, John, John Stones gave up an old goal. Off his face. It was fantastic. Uh Bergvine, Delhi, um, and and uh I, I think you've Ndombele. got to tr- you've got to I trust Conte. He's gonna do something weird. He'll take That's Bergvine fine. and make him a fucking winger. He'll do something weird. Right. He's really no, good. He will find it's... a way. Uh and speaking of finding a way forward, Hawaii the lads, uh, we may have a manager in Newcastle. Well, let's talk about who not- didn't say yes to them first we, yeah we well they, that, was, it, that was a shit show we alluded to it in the opening and if you got yeah. it then good on you but uh unai emery of villarreal and arsenal lore yeah. um 
was apparently in contention. And, and I well, not... we're talking about the Europa League, four-time Europa League champion. That's sure, crazy. Yeah. Three to in be, a row. To be fair, I have not followed this story that much. It just I'm hasn't. But between the Conte stuff and it just. It's actually curious to me why there's not more news about who they're going after, when they're going after him, so I'm, on and I'm so forth. I'm on this one. I'm on this one. And the thing so, is, is that you might have more money than God, but you're still a relegation side right now. That money doesn't count for anything right now. And between mm-hmm. now and January 1st, you're up fucking shit's creek, pal. And you they may can go down easily. You, you may get some players in that will save your season, but you're not going to get the super big name i don't care how much money you have you're not going to get the big name players to come in and change your squad like seriously until the summer and you're only going to get it then if you stay up so so that's kind of where if you look at the coaching idea that's where they're struggling so i think the thing that is interesting about this is people think that what manchester city did was just because of the money and it was easy And this is one of these moments where it's like, yes, City had the money. Yes, City did buy players and all this stuff. But they were methodical about who they put in charge, which players they went after, and how they moved up the table. So from a a football director standpoint, they they were very strong. The best people to move this team. Now, granted... They were safely in the Premier League. They had already been okay. They were stabilized in the Premier League. They did have a season in living memory where they did not score a goal at home through the second half of the season. Amazing. Amazing work <laughs> by Stuart Pierce. People went 20 games without seeing a goal. That's oh my awful. <laughs> so what's happening with Newcastle is they've, they don't have the structure in place to even make these decisions. So the British press started leaking that Emery was – going to come and it was a done deal and it was not a done deal and emery was like wait a minute you guys are acting like no you gotta do it in the emery accent i cannot (laughs) do good evening i can't i don't have it that's all you need you just have to start every sentence with good evening good evening uh so emery sort of doesn't like the way the approach happens like this isn't cool i don't like this his family's like i don't want to move to fucking cold hell death i don't buy the family thing he basically doesn't like the approach. He doesn't do. like the setup. He doesn't like any of it. He'd rather stay in Villarreal where he's doing well. He's in the, this Champions League group and he's okay. And right? it's 65 degrees, fun. 11 months of the fucking year. Right, right. And he has Dan yeah. Juma, who, if you don't know about the championship and Dan Juma, go look at Dan Juma play. This is one of these tricky African wingers or of French descent who just like flies. He's like a, a Mares type. You're like, what the fuck? How did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> so he's got that little mojo, but he played at, at Bournemouth last year and they got him and for 25 million. It was a big deal. Anyway, he refuses them. So now it's Eddie Howe. What a great Bournemouth segue. Good job. Love that. So Eddie Howe has a couple of players who went from Bournemouth to Newcastle. So he'll, no Wilson, he'll know Frazier, who are two players he knows. But he was not exactly a defensive coach, right? He no. did take Bournemouth levels and levels and levels up, took them from the fourth division all the way up, saved them when they had gone into bankruptcy, had mm-hmm. a 10-point deduction, and stayed up, which is hard. <laughs> so he has the thing. But the thing that scares me about how is when they were in the Premier League, they had five seasons in the league. They bought lots of players. None of those players were good. 
He could not develop players. It ended up just being the core of the guys that he came up with, staying with him the whole way, and he sent them down. Yep. So well, and then they stayed together for five years. Like I just think the, the one that really stands out is Jordan Ibe, who at one time at Liverpool, he and Raheem Sterling were neck and neck, and Bournemouth fans were like, yeah, we got Jordan Ibe. You guys got freaking Sterling. I'm like, I don't know where Jordan Ibe is now, but he ain't in the Premier League. Yeah. So that and that's on how. Um, so that part's tricky. I don't know if he's up for the fight. He did not seem to have a solution when Bournemouth were about to go down and end up going down. I think they lost some games down the stretch. Anyway, but let's look. He's let's a good go manager. Back a bit. He's a good manager. He's a likable guy. I love him. I love yeah. those Bournemouth teams. I always love rooting for him um, as a neutral. And that's exactly it. They're a likable with those Bournemouth teams when they came up. They were not quite Brentford. They were um, a likable attacking team, right? They and that's really all we there. say that we want. So what we have here at in the table, we have one less team who is playing negative football and one more team who is going to try and win the game, which is all Eight we points. want when we're yeah, watching. which is what we want, right? Like we want – I would rather the teams go down trying to win games. Yeah, Rather absolutely. than trying not to lose them. And look, and let's speaking, be clear. By the there way, are already six points. Yeah. There are already six points adrift, sorry, of of, yeah. of leads and, and yeah. early days. But a bunch of draws really isn't going to do much for you at this point. No, so you might no. as well. You we talk about it all the time. Go try and get three points every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, it's like the three-pointers in basketball. Why are you taking twos? Take threes. Try and win. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Bournemouth, though, they have set the record for – points at this point in the season in the championship they're undefeated under scott parker oh and scott parker's he's gonna take them up and then he's he's gonna gonna leave (laughs) yeah he wants that spurs job (laughs) yeah i listen man yeah yeah he already took the fulham job here's my here's my prediction he's gonna take brighton after grand potter leaves oh i like it like it i like it i like it i like grand potter's going to leicester (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I think coaching carousel. I'm going to, I'm going to, by the way, if, that's a, that's by the way, that's a rumor that city fans are freaking out about that. Brendan Rogers could be the successor to, to, to uh, pep. I Ooh. do not want Brendan Rogers. No, you don't. He's not, he doesn't have enough gravitas. The players are like, shut the fuck up. Get out of here with your bullshit. He, uh, would, be, <laughs> he would be Pochettino at PSG. Yeah. Yeah. They would just, Oh, but my team is imminently more culturable than that group. Um, so sure. we've got, we've gone through a bunch of stuff. We talked about Newcastle, how they hang in there. Um, we've got to look at some of our premier league matchups for this week. Um, not a great week aside from the Derby. We do that's have early West- though. That's yeah. stinks. And uh, no, that's good. I'll just get up and watch it. And the game will be over. I'll do some things. I've got a, rock and jump birthday party to go to which by the way you don't know about these things they're fucking awesome it's all trampolines and shit it's just a room full of trampolines no for kids oh but you can jump around too. ball pits all that kind of shit oh wow rock climbing video games drugs i drown in the ball pit yeah ball pit is petrifying by the way once you're in there you really can't get out (laughs) just germs and and (laughs) germs and fucking it's like happy go lucky quicksand There, I'm sure there's like weird pedo sperm in there. It's fucking disgusting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, by my count, we have um, we have. Did two I say pedo sperm? I did say pedo. You did, you did. You're gonna, you're gonna upset Tom. Um, <laughs> I'm getting good with the callbacks. Um, there's three good games that I see, or two and a half. 
Um, and then there's some interesting ones. So we talked about United and City. That's obviously the headliner. That's obvious, right? The, um, the end of the weekend card is a huge top four six-pointer with West Ham going to um, uh, Anfield. Or is it at home? Is, the other way home? around. Oh, it's they're going London to London. Stadium. Yeah, they're going to London. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's – we were talking about our best bets. Did you put that down? Uh, I did not. I did no, not touch didn't. that draw. I mean, um, I might talk about it, but I didn't put any money yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like 320 for – plus 320 for, for West Ham to draw. Um, I feel like the Sunday games are more interesting, right? Leeds-Leicester should be fun. Yeah. Your team is a Conte against Benitez. We're going to – I mean, the league is so interesting. It's so much good coaching all the time. I just saw another good one I didn't really think about too much, but Palace Wolves promises to be fun. That's a little like Wolves Palace, in what seventh right now? They're good, right? Large yeah. has them playing good stuff. Then your your funny game of Chelsea Burnley, you're really not feeling Chelsea right now. You think Burnley Look. can can shut them down? I think you're crazy. I think the Chelsea I'm not really saying good. they can well I guess I was. Um it, my if, thing it'll be about it would, Chelsea. It, it could be a nil-nil, but then Chelsea aren't giving up a goal. There's no way. Oh, yeah. No, no, sure. Well, I mean, this kid from Burnley is quite good, but um, if – Cornet. Uh, Cornet. I looked at it and I said Burnley was plus like 1150 or something like that. It's I'm not number. doing a, a Laurent special, as we say. <laughs> but, Maybe uh, I will. Maybe I'll just throw that out there. But if it's over I, 1, I said – You know what? That one I'll wait for because that will go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but listen – my point about Chelsea Burnley is that Chelsea are they've been struggling, right? Like they they've been making excuse me, struggling from a personnel perspective. They were slow against Newcastle. They were gifted the game against Norwich and I, I like I said on last week's show, I was right, but I was off by a week in that they would start sluggish against Newcastle and then get get the job done at the end. He, he, I went I, I went it, draw and then Chelsea. What I'm going to do this time that it encompasses Chelsea's prom. Are you ready? Go for it. This is all you have to know. They are plus 23 in goal difference and plus six in expected goal difference. So yep. they are scoring goals, but the performance is not in line with what you'd expect. They're yeah. getting luck in defense and luck in scoring. Now, right. this doesn't mean it doesn't, it's not the be all and end all, but when you watch the games, you're always feeling like, ooh, Chelsea dodged one there. <laughs> Right. Well, and we keep talking about the the Brentford game too, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I'm waiting for them to kind of get unlucky, right? That's all I'm yeah. saying. And I think yeah. that you know Burnley poses big a test as anybody went for a team that's you know they're just not going to play. Now the game is at the Bridge, and when I initially thought when I was looking at the, the lines, I thought it was at Turf Moor. That changes no. a lot. So I may be walking and walk, walking back this one. But one of the bets I put down, or I was planning on putting down, was Burnley double chance, win or draw, plus 300. Um, I just That's don't not bad. see. Listen, I don't see Chelsea running away with the league. They right? don't run. Well, they will they, not run away with the league. No, That's what I'm saying. They're going to be a contender. They will not run away with it. Nobody's going to run away with it this year, I don't think. Um, the team but, that could is, li- well, we. No, because of fucking AFCON. Right. Liverpool has the underlying numbers to do it. City not without think, their horses for six weeks. No, though. I know, I know. City's problem is that striker thing is real. It matters. You what need if Foden, a striker. But what if Foden is solving that problem for you? He he needs to solve it in more ways. Sure. Right. That's fine. Where is the game that he 
where is the game where we're crossing, where we can't break anyone down and we're crossing balls in? Can he get on the end of crosses? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right now, he's not getting, he's not a guy who gets on the end of crosses where there's a, there's a volley to the back post and he roofs it into the net. He doesn't Mm -hmm. have all those shots yet, right? He's still, he's, he still has midfielder skills. He doesn't, he doesn't like spend all his time being like, what kind of shots do I need to make? The way Ronaldo has clearly figured out every single shot he needs to make. At every point, from every angle. From every angle. And you know what? I, as much as, I love I'm a messy guy. I do know that there is no way that Ronaldo doesn't practice taking every single one of those fucking shots. Oh yeah. Like every single shot, back foot, side foot, top corner, this angle, that angle, someone in the way, he practices all those finishes. Mm-hmm. I think that when we think about the best players of all time, they're almost always the most talented and the hardest working, right? Yes. I don't think I would ever doubt Cristiano's hard work. Even at 36, yeah, he doesn't press, but... When, no, but it's when, the preparation. When goal, it's not when so there's a, the, when there's, yeah. yeah, when there's a goal that's to be had, he's on the move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, their XG is negative for United. That's crazy. Expected SG is minus. Oof. Yeah, yeah, Basically, because he Ronaldo's, scores goals where you're like, holy And Ronaldo shit. is saving their ass. Right. They've got um, five extra goals that they shouldn't have, and those are his five goals, basically. So, but all that's all to say, I think Chelsea are without Lukaku still. They're going to be without Werner. Um, not that I think Different. Werner's all that great. Um, but can Ziyech really cement himself in in this attacking band? Uh, is Pulisic going to play? Because I saw that he was cleared for the Oof. upcoming international break. Hooray. I would not. If I'm Tuchel. I am not playing him with Burnley because the second he runs into James Tarkovsky, the shit and out he, of him. he just elbows him in the back of the leg, yeah. elbows him in the back of the leg, knees him in the back of the leg. His yeah. hamstring is going to go. Yep. So okay. I would not fuck with them. Enough of enough of Chelsea Burnley. Uh, Saturday at the same time, uh, Brentford Norwich. Brentford really got taken to the woodshed by Burnley last week, um, but I like them at at home to bounce back against watch, a really bad Norwich. Watch the goalkeeper. If if that's fair, if Raya is not there for Brentford, just be aware that weird goals might go in. And Brentford had a really good defense and it was a unit. But I noticed the goalkeeper like I'm getting better at watching football. Over now, Raya is out now. Raya is so, out for four months. Whoa, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, so maybe they they'll coach him. Maybe they'll pick up where the other I think his name's Fernandez. He needs to be on his line or at least be more aware. He gave up some goals that you're just like, is he supposed to be there? I feel look, like he's in the wrong place. <laughs> look, I'm not arguing that at all. Yeah. What I'm saying is um, Norwich Brentford, are terrible. Brentford will not let Norwich find out if the goalkeeper is good or not. No, um, they have to and eat them. They are, they're negative money. They're like mi- minus 160, something like that to win yeah. the game money yeah. line um yeah so i'm doing halftime full-time brentford brentford i'm gonna they're gonna beat the shit out of norwich it could be the I'm game where they put it. a five down yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh i also flirted with the idea of tony with a few shots on goal in brentford to win that was about mm-hmm. even money i like this a little bit more because it's plus um and then another redemption uh you know i guess a revenge tour if you will for me this week um i'm sticking with lester uh i think that you know leads are like against said, leads Leads are shaky. They're they're home. They're at Ellen Road. I get it, but like um, Leicester really are going to have something to prove against 
a, a bad they, defensive team. But they are also, a bad defensive team. They played on they, Thursday. You you almost you yeah no that's fair. But you almost can't miss that many chances like they did against fucking Arsenal <laughs> twice in a row. And they're yeah, plus money. Yeah. They're plus one fifty money line. So I like them a lot. Um, those are my three. What do you have? I have the Laurent Love parlay. That's Brentford City. Is that you touching boys? Is yes. That, are, you, are you are you are you betting on young boys now? Betting on young boys. Brentford, Brighton, City to win in a parlay at plus three forty. Uh, they're all negative oh, money like line, but as a group, it's a good one. <laughs> And then uh, I'm not going to put money on this, but United are plus 370 against City. If you have no skin in the game, that is about as good a bet for a big six matchup as you're going to get. Trust the City fan. City lose this game. This is a serious game. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You just told me about a parlay with Manchester City money line in it, and then you told me not to bet bet against Manchester City. I understand that. I'm betting for my team. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I like them as the favorite. They're the favorite. So what we're hearing is don't don't follow on Laurent's parlay. All I'm saying is look at it. It's a it's an interesting. I know that it, it contradicts itself. I understand that, but this is what gamblers do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a little bit of both going on, right? Ooh. If you don't want to mess with the parlay because you're like, you know what? I don't like those three together. And you don't have any love for City. Plus three seventy for United kinda, is tasty. It, I kinda, I'm just not going to take it. I kind of want to um to put Palace in there in the parlay. Yeah. Oh, what do you get for that? Well, I the thing is, is that I won't be able to like I'm for a game what, like Pal- that. Palace to win in that parlay. Well, yeah, but the, what I was going to say was it's it's got to be really tough to find a book that'll give you double chance in a parlay, right? Because that's what I, I would bet I on. I don't know how you I don't no, know. No, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't bet on Palace money line and a parlay, right? Like or, or as part of a parlay. I would say Palace win or draw against Bulls. Yeah, I could see that at home. Um, you can do you can do draw no bet for that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is effectively, yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe Palace Maybe Palace draw Palace draw no bet is minus one thirty five, which is not a good bet. In a parlay it is. In a parlay, it is, yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. did Brighton and Brentford money line with a, uh, yeah, if that's going to be way higher than plus 340, that's going to be plus let's, 450. Let's see, plus let's see what that, let's see let's what do that, the old little calculations there. I'm going to put City in it too, because that was my original. Well, no, no, so no. I'll... Take City out just, just so I can see what the, the number would be. Oh, okay, okay. So Brighton uh, and Newcastle, Brentford so we and want... Norwich. Palace you, and Wolves. You want the three home teams: want, Brighton, Brentford, Palace. And you want City out. Yes. So this um, is we'll do a, Palace. We'll do a, Palace draw no bet. Brentford yeah. and Brighton. Brentford, Brighton money lines. Still three fifty plus three fifty. Really? Huh? Oh, because City City's only minus one thirty five to win. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought they would be higher. No. Well, I mean, if City's plus three, if United are plus three seventy at home, City can't be that much of a favorite. Yeah, it's no, gonna be fair. close. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be close. Yeah, that's let me fair. let that's me see fair. what it looks like with with City in my parlay. Oh, then it's plus six. Then well, yeah, then you're a, it's a four leg. It's a four leg. Yeah, that's a four legged parlay. I um. So we tasty. don't talk much about tasty, hockey. Tasty. 
we don't talk much about hockey or or college football betting in on our show. Oh and not that I'm going to dive too deep into it, but <laughs> I have a saying. Uh, I have a nickname for myself uh, when I do parlays. I call myself Mikey Two for Three because that will be a parlay that Brighton win, City win, and Brentford will lose, or or, or something along those lines. Right? Understood. So Understood. I will go Mikey is a good old fashioned Mikey Two for Three, and I will walk away with not even the shirt on my back. So, um, so that's, that's where I do get carried away often um, with not so much like, because the way that they built a city on shit like this out in Nevada is that basically they go, Oh, you did it right. Just there's then you're like, Oh, if I add another one, then it's plus 700. It's like, no, it isn't dummy. It's plus zero because you're going to fucking lose. So, yeah, so I, I hear you. That's hear you. that's that's where you separate the 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 men from the boys. Where you can go, all right. I, you know what? As a straight your eyes bet, get too big. As a straight bet, Palace at home plus one fifty is pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I just, I might do, I might do draw no bet for that. Oh, we'll see. What was the one that I liked? Oh, I liked, uh, I liked West Ham, Liverpool draw plus three ten. Yeah, no, I could certainly see it. Let's draw no bet for that one. Ooh. That's going to be plus probably about even money. Plus 275 to West. Really? Plus draw no bet? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's too late for me to be doing math. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm putting that into my little box here. I'm going to take West Ham, draw no bet. Don't put it in a parlay. I'm not putting bet. it in a parlay. All right, good. I'm glad. But then, I don't, but, but then, then I don't make any money. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just said that. Um, but yeah, we should have a good weekend on our hands. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And then, and then, right? Is that next? Uh, yeah. Then we have another fucking international break. So Mike we'll is going to be on his own. I'm going to be in Sweden. That's right. Fucking random. We're going to, well, you're not leaving me just yet, but yeah, we're going to figure out uh, some guests hopefully to have. And um, so I'm not doing this by myself and God help me. I'll figure out something to talk about, but uh, until then, uh, Laurent, let's get the hell out of here. All right. Thank you. Squeaky bums. That was the squeaky bum Tom podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines, the football wing of the chop sports network. We record when people watch football on Thursday nights. Uh, so Tuesdays and Fridays. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. So you never miss an episode. Tom, thank you for writing reviews. Kyle, shout out for watching the show. Julien for listening in France. My sister for giving respect. So if you listen on Apple, please rate and review the show. We know you're there. We'll give you a shout out. Enough respect. Big up your chest. One time. Yeah. I stole it from Jesus and Miro. All right. Bye.